Coming to you live from the Republic of Texas and broadcasting around the world, this is the Max McGuire Show. This is our last chance to take this country back. That's true. Listen, it doesn't matter that Joe Biden is losing his mind. He still betrayed this country. Come on, man. So get ready, because the Max McGuire Show starts right now. Welcome back to another edition of the Max McGuire Show. My name is Max McGuire. It's Thursday, almost to the weekend. The new Top Gun movie comes out tomorrow. I am excited about that. Don't know if I'll be able to get to see it tomorrow, but I would love to. Something I've been looking forward to for a while. Well, getting that out of my system, talking about things to look forward to this weekend, going to talk about the shooting in Uvalde, Texas. As I mentioned yesterday, just a few miles away from my home, and a couple hours, sorry, not miles, a couple hours away from my home. It's something that's hit me on a very personal level because obviously I have two young kids being so close to me. You can, you can feel what you, you, even though you're not involved, it still hits you. It hits you right in your gut. Well, now we're learning more about the shooting, more about the police response that it shows, and I put this in the title, that the Evalde police completely failed their community. And I want to do this with a big caveat. Not every officer individually is to blame for any of this. And we did learn that one of the sheriff's deputies did lose a child in the school shooting. So I'm not blaming him. I'm not saying that it's his fault. But what's very clear, what's very clear from the information coming out now is that the police response to the school shooting in Evalde, Texas, was not by the book. It was not what they should have done. And listen, I, I'm not a police officer. I get that. I'm not I'm not SWAT. It feels weird to Monday morning quarterback these kinds of things. But at the same time, it is so publicized what the standard operating procedure should be in an active shooter event. Listen, we, we know the data. I, I posted this on Telegram earlier. The data is very clear. We've known for decades, going all the way back to uh, the Columbine shooting, we know that when police wait, lives are lost. And it will take time to know the full timeline, to know when different people were shot in the shooting. But what Columbine showed us is that when police officers wait and they stage in the in, uh, off in, in the perimeter, and they take their time, people die. So in active shooter events, police are now trained. And this is not something that's like a secret. Every police department is trained this. They train this in the academies. In an active shooter event, it is your job as a police officer to run towards the gunfire. You are not to bend over and help people. You are to neutralize the threat as soon as possible. That might seem heartless. And, and it might seem counterintuitive. But police officers are literally trained to run towards gunfire and jump over bleeding people who are bleeding out, people who are shot, to neutralize the threat first. In Columbine, it took an hour and 15 minutes-ish before SWAT teams got on the scene. Police officers were trained not to go in. They were trained to treat school shootings as hostage situations. And to wait for the professionals to get there. People who knew hostage negotiation tactics and breaching, things like that. 
But what Columbine showed us is these school shootings are not hostage situations. These are people who want to go down in a blaze of glory in their mind and are, are more than willing to die and in many cases take their own life. In most of these school shootings, if the shooter isn't shot by police, more often than not, they kill themselves. So police are trained to rush in as fast as possible. What did we learn about the Uvalde shooting? Well, we learned that the Uvalde CISD, that's the independent school district's police officer, was actually there and engaged the shooter outside of the school. They're hailing him as a hero because when he engaged the, sh the shooter, the shooter dropped his bag full of ammunition and they're saying it could have been a lot worse. The problem is that police officer did not immediately chase the shooter inside. Let the shooter get past him, get into the school, did not chase him down and, and follow his training, chasing the sound of gunfire. We know that the local police got on the scene and made a perimeter, exactly what you're not supposed to do in these situations. You're supposed to run in. And I have video that I'm going to play a little bit of. I don't want to play too much of it because... They're claiming it's super copyrighted, but this is a news story. I want to show you what happened and educate you on what happened. The police at the scene were more interested in keeping parents away than they, than they seemed to be in chasing down the gunman who was killing innocent children. We know that the, the gunman in this school was allowed to just operate freely for something like 40 to 60 minutes. Again, this is exactly what police are trained not to do. Do not give a shooter an hour in an elementary school. And we know that the shooter was ultimately killed by a Border Patrol agent. What was a Border Patrol agent doing in that school? Well, it came out over the radio. All police respond. For whatever reason, they went with the Border Patrol agents, the, the Border Patrol tactical response team. They went with them to breach. Unfortunately, this is looking more and more like all of the failures in Columbine. In Columbine, it took hours for SWAT to clear the entire school. By the time they found people, they were already dead. There are people who bled out waiting hours for police officers and SWAT to finally come to them. It's the last thing you're supposed to do. And yet here they follow the same failed strategy. And it took Border Patrol agents. Border Patrol agents. Not even their jurisdiction. Apparently one of the Border Patrol agents had a child in the school. So obviously you know his motivation to get there as fast as possible. I just, uh, we're going to need to learn a lot more about this. Because it is abundantly clear that police failed. They failed. They could have gone in. And, and it, who knows? Maybe they stop and maybe they don't. Who knows? But the point is, you don't let a shooter run around an elementary school for 40 to 60 minutes. You just don't do it. You can't do that. And this is what the left is saying. The left is saying, oh, well, oh, well, they had an armed police officer. And the armed police officer didn't stop the school shooting. So obviously, therefore, we don't need armed officers in schools. That's their logic. That's literally what the left is saying right now. Because the police officer didn't stop the shooting, that negates anyone who claims we need to harden schools by having armed police officers or armed teachers or staff there. Even though, with all of his mistakes, he did still separate the gunman from his bag of ammunition.
But there's the other thing. The left wants to take away your guns. They're using this as an excuse to take away your firearms. Simultaneously saying that it's not your job to protect yourself. The police will protect you. And then we see from this, and I'll show a video in a second. We see from this that the police didn't protect these kids. They didn't storm in. They didn't rush towards the sound of gunfire. And, t and focus on taking out the threat. So who's going to protect you? The left takes away your guns. I'm going to show you a video in, in just a couple seconds. And I want you to ask yourself, do you think these people should be trusted with keeping you safe? And I'm not insulting the police. I'm sure many of them were just doing what they thought was best. But I'm sorry this goes against all of the training that police departments and police officers receive today in how to respond to active shooter drills. Play this clip and I want you to ask yourself whether you trust police to defend you and whether you're willing to give up your guns and rely on police protection. Here's the first clip, cut one, and I'm gonna fast forward a little bit. So this is outside. Fast forward just a couple minutes. I don't wanna to play too much of it. Here we go, there is a lot of screaming. Pushing, shoving. These parents are begging officers to go inside. These parents are begging police officers to go save their kids. And look what happens. The police are actually detaining a parent. On the ground. Police officers on top of him. Look at how many guns are facing the parents. Pause this. I'm using this in fair use, showing you newsworthy footage and explaining what is actually happening here. Look at how many guns are pointed at the parents. I mean, I just watched that video. I didn't see a single police officer facing the school, at least on this side of that caution tape. It looked like every police officer was facing parents. What? No, I get it. You, you, got, you got to keep parents from running into an active shooter situation. I got that. But every officer there, there's no one storming the building. They're all pointed at the, at the parents. Parents were reportedly begging to be let inside so they could go save their, their children. Once they realized the police weren't rushing in, the parents were begging to go inside. Just think about that for a minute. 911 call comes out. The police are the first responders. By the time it gets to parents, think about how long police have known about this. Parents get there and see the police aren't rushing in. Parents are trying to force their way through to save their children. And they get tackled to the ground and detained. I want to play a little bit of this again. And just notice. Notice all of the guns pointed at parents all the police officers looking at the parents instead of looking at the active shooter situation one two three four five six seven eight nine over there near the school bus that 
10 officers, 9, 10, 11, 12, somewhere around a dozen officers there, all holding guns, looking at the parents. I'm sorry. If my, God forbid, there's ever a school shooting at one of my kids' schools, if I show up and the police aren't following the book and rushing to stop the shooter before he takes any more innocent lives, I'm sorry. I am going in there. Sorry. These people, I mean, on the side of every one of these police cruisers, I bet you haven't been to Evalde in a while, but I bet you on the side of all these police police cruisers, there's a little decal that says serve and protect. I'm sorry. It took Border Patrol agents to take this gunman down. Look at this video and, and they're just focusing on the parents. As if the parents have somehow caused this. No, there wasn't a lot of serving and protecting there. And again, I know, I, I, I understand. One of the sheriff's deputies lost a child. And that is heartbreaking. I'm not blaming him. But when you look at this, it, there's no way to look at what happened based on what we already know and conclude that the Uvalde police did it by the book. They didn't. This was a failure in strategy. This was a failure in tactics. They did not respond to an active shooter the way every police department is trained today to do so. And I did look it up. This school district does have active shooter policies, plans in place. The police were taught what to do. First officer engaged the independent school district officer, school resource officer, whatever you call it. But they are real police officers. You can get pulled over by these guys. Um, he reportedly engaged the shooter outside the building and then pulled back and waited for backup. I'm sorry, what? No, your job is to neutralize the threat. Every second that goes by, another kid could get killed. You have to rush in. It's as obvious, it's as plain as day. But no, he waited for he waited for backup. Backup arrived, they waited for backup. And as I said just a second ago, it took Border Patrol agents to finally kill the guy. I know, I get it. This is close to the border. I, I get that. But Border Patrol agents should not have been the first to enter in and put rounds on target. Shouldn't have been. And you saw that video of all of those police officers focusing on the parents. I want to read a little bit of this. It's from the Associated Press. I don't usually follow the Associated Press, but these are quotes, and they're quoting... They're quoting the parents... And this is, this is going to be hard to read, but they are telling you the story. Javier Cazares had a fourth grade daughter, Jacqueline Cazares, who was killed in the attack. He raced to the school when he heard about the shooting, arriving while police were still gathering outside the building. Just think about that. By the time it reaches the parents, he gets there and they're just starting to gather. Maybe he had just a maybe he had a better response time than them. Upset that police were not moving in, he raised the idea of charging the school into the school with several un other bystanders. Let us rush in because the cops aren't doing anything like they are supposed to. More could have been done. They were unprepared. Minutes earlier, Carranza had watched Salvador Ramos uh, uh, crash his truck into a ditch outside the school. Grab his AR-15 semi-automatic rifle, yeah. Shot at two people outside at near a nearby funeral home who ran away uninjured. 
Um, Carranza, that's a different person. That's not a misspelling. That is, um, that's another, that's another eyewitness. Just want to clarify. They didn't misspell it. So this is a, this is a father who said that when he saw police were doing nothing, he tried to get other parents to rush in, presumably parents that were armed. But just, just think about this. Even if they weren't armed, your kids are in there. You can hear the gunfire. And you see the police officers with their backs to the school throwing parents on the ground. If only those police officers had shown the same aggression towards the school shooting that they just showed to that parent that we just watched in that video get thrown to the ground by three officers. If only they had been that aggressive towards the school shooter. Imagine, you, you can only imagine parents <laughs> Parents willing to rush in. I mean, I don't know what parent wouldn't be willing to rush in. I, I can't even wrap my head around what it would feel like to know that your ch children are trapped in a school with a gunman and the police are doing nothing. And the police are doing nothing. But no, they're going to make it about the guns. It's not a police failure. It's about the guns. That shooter never should have been allowed to enter that building. That officer should have laid down his life to stop that shooter rather than pulling back and waiting for backup. Sorry, that might be an easy thing for me to say, but I can tell you as a parent, if I was one of those parents, I would have done, I would have done that. I would have rushed in. But no, they're coming after our guns. The left wants to disarm us. I'm not, I'm not someone who wants to defund the police. I'm not someone who wants to disarm the police. But what the hell is the use of giving the police all of these toys, all of this tactical equipment, these MRAP vehicles, mine-resistant armored personnel carriers, these, these tanks, rocket launchers, drones. I mean, police departments can get whatever they want, surplus pretty much, from the Pentagon. Grenade launchers, right? SWAT gear. What's the point? of giving these police departments all of these toys, all of this tactical equipment, if they don't use it when it's most necessary. But no, we're the problem. Law-abiding citizens, we are the problem. A couple other facts we've learned. This 18-year-old this man did pass a background check. He passed a background check, bought his gun legally at a gun store, so he didn't try to evade the background check process because this was an 18-year-old man a week or so after his birthday. He didn't have a criminal record. There's nothing for him to worry about. Why would he need to buy an illegal gun? Just walk in. So there's nothing a background check would have stopped. I mean, he had a background check. So when the left's like, oh, we need to pass HR8, as is so often the case, the gun control bills that they proposed would have done nothing, nothing to stop this school shooting. Nothing. It would have happened anyway. I know we need more background checks. Oh, we need to get rid of gun shows. He didn't buy his gun at a gun show. Very few criminals buy guns at gun shows. And a shocking number of the ones that do buy guns at gun shows still buy them from licensed dealers at gun shows. So it's not even like a background check would do anything. No, most crime guns are either bought through straw purchases 
that's where someone else goes in pretending to saying the guns for them and then they just hand it off to the real purchaser basically someone with a clean record who can pass the background check buy the gun with someone else's money and then give it to the person who can't pass the background check it's a straw purchase or the guns are stolen or the guns are legally purchased there's lots of people who legally purchase guns have done nothing wrong and commit crimes later that happens it's true and it's it's terrible but the solution isn't to disarm all of the law-abiding citizens. The solution is to actually protect our children the way we protect everything else in our society that we hold most dear. Try walking into City Hall or a courthouse with a gun. See what happens. Many of them have metal detectors. Try getting into the Super Bowl with a gun or any sporting event with a gun. No, we, we, we take their security very, very seriously. And yeah, a lot of that is private security. But when the Super Bowl comes to town, that stadium gets a lot of public dollars. It's a lot of public dollars. I was looking it up again. A couple hundred million dollars is all it would take to safeguard every single school by arming, training, and giving bonuses, because you got to give them bonuses, 10 to 20% of the school staff and teachers. And you know they do it. Uvalde, uh, apparently, based on my reading, was not one of those districts that had armed teachers. They were relying on their police officer. Well, I'm sorry, in this situation, the police officer was not willing to put his life on the line to stop the guy from killing kids. He fell back. And again, I, I, I really feel uncomfortable playing Monday morning quarterback because I've never been in this situation. But again, as a parent, I would not have fallen back. These are my kids. Why, why not let the, the teachers carry? If you don't want the teachers to carry, let the janitor carry. The janitor already has a locked <laughs> utility closet. I'm sure, I'm sure there's plenty of janitors out there who care enough about their school that they would want to carry on school grounds. Administrators, they already have locked doors that were, kids are never left alone. Assistant principals, principals, secretaries. If you don't want the gun in the actual classroom, there's plenty of other administrators, librarians. I mean, there's other people. I mean, I doubt li many librarians would want to do it, but there's plenty of staff on site willing to do it. I was talking to my dad today, too. Why not put the police departments... On school grounds. And I get it. Bigger cities can't do this. Bigger towns can't do this. But I grew up in a town where the school was K through 8. So you went to kindergarten at the same school that you graduated 8th grade. It was a big school. Well, not big in terms of student body, but it was, it was a very big one-story building. And, and you started at one end at kindergarten. You moved all the way to the other end at 8th grade. The township connected to that school was the old school building where all the township offices were. They decided to put the police department on the other side of town. That's stupid. The police should be at the schools. I mean, if you're going to have a police station, put it on school grounds. And I get it. Parents don't want kids. They're afraid of police. Don't want their kids getting caught if they're bringing drugs to school. I get all legitimate fears. But the worst fear of all is that there's a school shooting and police respond too late. Well, in this case, unfortunately, it wasn't that they responded too late. It was that they waited too long to actually do their job. Parents. Parents tried to rush in to save their kids. Nope. Thrown to the ground. Can't do that. 
It took Border Patrol agents, Border Patrol agents, to shoot and kill the guy. It's close to the border, but it's not that close. And here is the CNN. I hate using CNN, but the headline's easy to read. Uvalde school shooter was in school for up to an hour before law enforcement broke into a room where he was barricaded and killed him. Point is here, law enforcement, It was he was not killed by local deputies, local sheriffs, local police. No, he was killed by a Border Patrol agent. I want to see something else really disgusting. I put this on my Telegram. If you haven't already followed me, Max J. McGuire on Telegram. Also, Max McGuire on Truth Social. This is a tweet that Barack Obama put out yesterday. He said, as we grieve the children of Uvalde today, we should take time to recognize that two years have passed since the murder of George Floyd under the knee of a police officer. His killing stays with us all to this day, especially those who loved him. So while there are parents grieving the loss of their children, Barack Obama takes the time on Twitter to memorialize the patron saint of fentanyl, George Floyd. I, I watched, I, I, I looked at some pictures, I posted one on my Telegram, pictures from that day with George Floyd, and the thing that I noticed first was the gas prices, under, under $2 for a gallon of gas. But no, Barack Obama. Barack Obama trying to <laughs> redirect people towards caring about George Floyd instead. And here's another really disgusting part of all of this. They've made the left has made a big deal that oh there's a school shooting near the border, border patrol and ICE should not be enforcing immigration law there. I'm sorry, what? So yeah, no, you shouldn't be allowed to enforce immigration law when there is a school shooting. Now I get it. There's some kids who were in the school who were illegal aliens, and I get it. There were kids they think who might have been injured in some way, who didn't go to the hospital because they were afraid of being deported. I get all that. But ICE and DHS have now said that whenever possible, they will not be enforcing immigration law in Uvalde, Texas. No, just, so, just no immigration law. I mean, they're barely enforcing it as it is. So I, I don't know how much worse it could get. But the fact that they're promising to do even less. Apparently, they can dig the hole deeper. Unbelievable. And yeah, now they go after our guns. Which again, I'll say it now. Pick up my book, Conservative's Guide to Winning Every Gun Control Argument. Everything they're pushing now, it's in the book. How is it in the book? I'm not a time traveler. All of these gun control laws, it's what they push every single time. And you'll notice that every single time, the bills that they propose wouldn't have solved the shooting that just happened. And they say, oh, well, we won't stop all shootings, but we need to do something. Well, no. Rewind the tapes. Every single school shooting, they propose things that wouldn't have stopped the school shooting and the next one or the next one or the next one. These are just their gun control agenda. It's all laid out in the book because it's all predictable. They are nothing if not predictable. So pick that up if you haven't already. If you've already picked up a copy, please do leave a five-star review. Please do consider leaving a five-star review on Amazon. I don't want to tell you to leave a five-star review because it's not really right. But if you enjoy the book, please do consider leaving a five-star review. There was something else that happened yesterday in Texas stemming from this shooting, which is beyond deplorable, beyond deplorable. I mean, it's worse. I don't know if it's worse than the fact that the police officers didn't rush in. The fact that the police officers did a worse job than the officers did in Columbine. And, and listen, I, ca I can't even stress how bad 
the Columbine response was, but they didn't know, right? They didn't know better. So that's what I really feel uncomfortable Monday morning quarterbacking these things because at Columbine, there were police officers who were doing what they thought was best, but afterwards you review it and you realize, no, it was insane. They should have done that. These officers knew better. These officers received the training. These officers went through the academy since Columbine, or they had supplemental training afterwards because we know that this school district had active shooter preparedness drills and policies in place. So not worse than that, but terrible nonetheless. It's the fact that there was a press conference yesterday. Have you seen this? There was a press conference yesterday in Texas where Greg Abbott, governor of Texas, the mayor of Uvalde, um, it, was a, it was lots of people there. Ted Cruz was there. They were meeting with local police and they were sharing an update on the situation. This is what happens after shootings, after hurricanes, tornadoes. Leaders go to these places and they coordinate with local police. They bring state resources in there and then they update the community, the, the state, the people on what's going on. Well, yesterday, Greg Abbott was having one of these, one of these press events and Francis O'Rourke, Beto O'Rourke decided to show up and grandstand on top of the caskets, essentially, of these, of these deceased children, decided to take an update press event and turn it into a campaign stop. Really disgusting, but I want to play it for you. Here it is. Beto interrupting it. Cut to. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Sit down. You're out of you're out of line and an embarrassment. Sit down. I don't believe this. No. He needs to get his ass out of here. This isn't the place to talk to this over. This is totally predictable. That, by the way, he needs to get his ass out of here. That was, I believe, the mayor of the town, the city of Uvalde, Texas. That's not the first, that's not the last dig he gets in at Beta. Let's keep listening. Sir, you're out of line. Sir, you're out of line. Sir, you're out of line. Please leave this auditorium. I can't believe you're a sick son of a bitch that would come to a deal like this to make a political issue. Yeah, you want me to come in? So had to make some developments. Had to make it into a, a campaign stop. Can't just can't just let them actually brief the community. I want to put an image up. Uh, this is the mayor of Uvalde, Texas. Uh, this is the man. Let me put down this video. This is the man who just told Beto Rourke, uh, "You're a sick son of a bitch to come to an event like this." And make it into a political issue. Um, this man is my new spirit animal. Um, he said what everyone else there was thinking. I don't know how that's going to play for his local constituents. But Ted Cruz was there. Ted Cruz was shouting him down saying, sit down. You're making a fool of yourself. This is where we're at. The left is so eager to use this to push their gun control agenda that this candidate will actually go to an event like this try and and claim the media cycle and it was just a little while ago you'll remember that Beto <laughs> Robert Francis O'Rourke Beto O'Rourke said that he supports the second amendment and that was something he did a couple months ago he tried to ditch his gun control 
physicians said, no, I actually support the Second Amendment. Well, he realized that that's not going to get him elected, so he went back to being a gun grabber. It's just disgusting. I've seen memes literally today of putting O'Rourke, photoshopping his picture on top of literal caskets. That's what he was doing there. It's shameful. It really is shameful. But that's what the left does. Never let a good crisis go to waste. That's their saying, right? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm watching this whole thing, and, we're, and it's going to take a while for us to learn more about this. This information is just now starting to come out. But what we're seeing represents a complete failure in the response. Obviously, the blame ultimately rests with the shooter. This 18-year-old man who killed his grandmother and then decided that he was going to kill some innocent children. The blame rests with him. But to, to quote Spider-Man, a Spider-Man quote, I hate, I hate doing it, but it, it fits. With the police officers, with their great power comes great responsibility. It's true. They had the power to act. They had a responsibility to act. They were, this guy was, the first officer was the only one there. He should have chased him down, didn't, fell back, waited for backup. The next officer on the scene should have chased him down, didn't, waited for backup. Until, until that video I played a little earlier, you had dozens of police officers standing there with their backs to the school because they were more worried about the parents. It's shameful. There are going to be lawsuits. There's going to be lawsuits. And it's not because police made a mistake. It's not because police officers should have done something differently. They've, they violated their own policy. They sh their policy dictated that they do X, Y, and Z, and they didn't. The lawsuits can't bring back their kids. Can't. Well, that's all I got today. I thought it might take an hour to go through it, but um, got through it pretty quickly. If you like the Max McGuire show, please do consider subscribing. Uh, subscribe on Rumble. I go live 1 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday on Rumble. And then afterwards, I post the audio to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, all those places. Those links are in the description. Check us out there. If you have an iPhone, a MacBook, an iPad, please do subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so we can get more followers there. Um, I mentioned my book. My link to my book is in my description. Um, check it out if you haven't already. It's, it's crazy, but this playbook they're following, it's completely predictable. Um, so if you want to... If you want to arm yourself with the knowledge, with the facts, with the anecdotes, with the logic and the strategy to disarm these gun control talking points, pick up the book available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. That's going to be it for this edition of the Max McGuire Show. As I said, my name is Max McGuire. Remember, everyone, the fight to take back the country is not over. But the only way we win is if we all stamp and fight together. See you tomorrow.